0: Can you imagine being Pete having helped millions of people, Tony Robbins having helped billions of people, and having your ego take over? That could be dangerous. Versus saying, it's not about me. It's not about me. And when you can check me at the door, I'm going to put me at the door and it's about you, the customer. Now it's about their need. Chet Holmes said it. Uh, all these marketers said it. Tony Robbins says it. It's about adding value. And all I do is add value and then Guess what that does? That builds the trust between us and then builds a connection between us and we could end up doing business with each other. In a world where there's so much noise and information, One Podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly... Peak performance, human.
1: Now, get ready. As your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. All right, we got a special guest here today on the Strategic Life podcast. My name is Jake Havron, by the way, but it's not about me here. It's about this amazing guest. This guy, yeah, and trust me, he's ready laughing because we're gonna have a full. Just fun time today. But this man, I found him personally when I was at my Tony Robbins events. When I went to the very first event, I saw this guy on stage. He came out on stage and he, within like 20 seconds, was busting jokes. And he's supposed to talk about these body postures. And he's drawing like stick figures on on the stage. And he's wearing goofy, wacky socks. And you'll probably see some of those here today. Uh, But what I really loved about it is his posture figuratively, literally, uh, but his charisma and just his knowledge. And to be on a stage like Tony and then to learn there's so much more depth to him, I just knew that this was years ago. There was something we had to do. There's something we had to create. And now here we are years later in the beautiful ability to have this talk show where I have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian Bradley, it's great to have you here, brother. Thanks, dude. How, how did I do on that intro, dude?
0: Uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. That's it's right. A, uh, it's one of those things you never uh, get used to hearing people talk about you. They're always, like, let me send me your bio. And then they start reading off the bio. Hey, Brian's on a life mission to do this. And I'm like, am I really on a life mission to do that? And somebody actually <laughs> just write that because it sounded good. But, um, I'm sure we'll get into that later. Yes. And, uh, I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. I remember the day that we met and yes. your energy was attractive in the sense that, uh, the minute you asked me to do something like this, didn't even have to think about it. The answer is yes. And,
1: and that's really cool you did that because at the time, I, I didn't really have much to offer. I was ambitious. You felt that energy, which is so cool. We could definitely dive into that. We have so much we're going to share here today. But, you know, I believe there's all perfect timing. And then you just build a trust relationship. And then, like you said, I hit you up and this guy's literally traveling the next day from when we're recording this to West Palm to go speak on Business Mastery Virtual.
0: Oh, this will be UPW. Oh, this is UPW. UPW yeah. Virtual, then Business Mastery's next month in ne- person. So. Ne-
1: next to the man, you know, the incredible man, Tony Robbins. So I, I just got to ask, man, let's, like, let's be real. Like, we're just going to get right into it. This podcast is all about getting strategic. It's all about two millimeter shifts. It's all about getting the edge because these people listening are entrepreneurs. They already know what personal development is, what business is, but they want the edge. How does like Agoski method and just what you're doing, like, how does that kind of relate to the two millimeter shift of just creating that?
0: Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, first of all, you won't be tested on the spelling of Agoski nor on the pronunciation, but <laughs> it's back here, the Agoski method. Uh, it's Pete Agoski's last name. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, it's the unfair advantage. Yeah. And I don't mean to steal one of Dave Asprey's, uh, products. statements and products yeah. that he does, but it's truly Put a the disclaimer unfair. on the bottom, by yeah, the way. Yeah, a little disclaimer. We yeah. love Dave. Dave yeah. does great stuff. Um, but I will say that uh, if you truly want to take your body, mind, and spirit to another level and create some calm without having to go to an app that calms mm-hmm. you down, mm-hmm. this is an internal calm. Um, like we talked about praying before. Praying is a form of meditation. And if people, and I don't care what faith y'all are from, mm-hmm. but who I believe in, Comes with prayer, and I look at that and say, "Why do I do that?" Well, it connects me. It takes me back to my past, my mom and dad and family, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whether you believe or who don't believe in anything that they want to believe in, as long as you're answering to someone or something else, then you're out of the way. Your ego's mm-hmm. out of the way. So, and how does this tie into Agoscu? When I found Pete Agoscu in 1991, so it's almost 31 years this year. It's been amazing. I have. Somebody said, well, you really never had another job. And I said, I don't even have a job now. Like this is literally a lifestyle, a yeah. thought process, something that you believe in so deeply that, um, everywhere I go, it never shuts off to the point where my family's going, just leave him. He's going to meet with somebody at that table, leaving PF Chang's, for example, or we ate at a restaurant, um, got something creek open San Juan Capistrano yesterday. <laughs> and these two people are sitting down at the table and. And I could tell, and I said, you know, I said, you don't have to be in that much pain. I said, here's a picture of the pain-free book. I said, just go get it. If you don't like it, get a hold of us, I'll buy it Which back is from you.
1: This book right here. Yeah, it's,
0: it's the second edition. It's a game changer. But it's a starting point for people to start to believe in themselves versus going, I have so much pain, I'm broken. Because when you ab- when you adopt the men mindset that you're broken, mm-hmm. it's gonna take a serious interrupt. And the master Tony Robbins helps with that because he doesn't talk you into anything or brainwash you into anything. It's a thought process of, well, what would your life be like if you? What would your life be like if you weren't in pain? Yeah. Well, no, I'm in pain. But what would it be like if you weren't? Close your eyes and picture that, and they smile. Oh, and he's going, there's the smile I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's fifty percent of our work changing the mindset, which is why the first chapters that Peter Agoski get into is, is basically, what could you do? what would you like to do that you can't do now and then at the end of the book he comes in and says now what can you do that you couldn't do before mm. so it's a mindset shift 200 pages of book or whatever however many pages are in there but when you get that you're literally resonating at another level and that's why for me at the age of 50 the ripe old age of 54 I love it because I you know we're going to work out here in a little bit and you know what are you like 15 16 years old
1: you know, it, um, cellular age, cellular age yes. yes, I did. I did that's the good. test, but now I'll give it about a decade or so more.
0: Well, think about it from the standpoint of I'm double your age and we're going to be able to do things together because I'm getting better as I get older. But what I hope to do is inspire you, which you're already inspired enough with all the stuff you do. But to look back on this in 20 years and say, that's why when I do, for example, just one arm rows with any mm-hmm. weight, I have to do it this way Because my hip will respond versus just going like this and then coming out of it, lats are like this and then you go to sleep like that. Like the gentleman that was walking out earlier who walked in with serious neck and arm pain and I had to say to my therapist, let's just go away from the area that's tweaked because we don't treat symptoms, we look at the overall picture.
1: Well, and that's what's exciting. Well, we're kind of like, yeah, we're getting a workout after this. Uh, You're definitely going to probably put me through exercises that are going to make me look like I haven't worked out in years and I'm cool with that because we all need a little bit of humbling. Right, you And know? I'm sure
0: you could do the same thing to me. I just don't, I won't let you do that.
1: <laughs> I'm in your environment yeah, here. Correct. But let, so, so much you just shared there. but like, let's go back to 31 years ago, you met this guy, Pete Agoski. Yep. Like you're, just so everyone understands really quick, you've been in 15 countries speaking. You, at least probably. I Every mean, country on earth now. Every every country because of the virtual. Because
0: of the virtual and because we've done what we've done over COVID, it's been unbelievable.
1: So when you open up your sock business, like you're gonna blow it up because everyone everyone sees these socks. I mean if you're watching the video, like if you're on audio, then you're gonna have to watch the video here. But if you see his socks, like we'll have it like where maybe it pans in here. This guy knows how to do a sock game. But you're doing all this now. Who who were you like thirty one years ago? Like what was the actual mindset? Did you know personal development? Did you um how did you even connect with Pete? Like, you know, what was that like comparatively to three decades later?
0: Okay. Um, I was working for a physical therapy company. Um, I had come out of college, athletic trainer, exercise, phys. I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you graduate college, you That's know right. everything. Yeah. Like literally came out, and um I was so into treating symptoms, but I was secretly scared of symptoms. But my ego. And my significance would never allow you to see that I was scared of those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like, I got this. Let's go. People were attracted to the certainty. And luckily, I was around some good physical therapists and stuff who really knew their stuff that I could help them out with to help mm-hmm. these people progress. Uh, luckily, I ran into Pete Agoscue uh, at PGA National with Jack Nicholas when we opened up a clinic there. They offered great insurance. They offered this. Here's the pay. I'm like, you know, and I'll do this for a while until I go back and get was my... Was it called the Egoscue method back then? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, And I had never heard of it. I thought somebody was sneezing when they said Egoscue.
1: How long was he doing it before you guys met?
0: He opened up this Del Mar clinic, which we're in now, but he had another clinic. Oh boy. So that would have been 91. So probably 85, maybe five, six okay. years in clinic, but he was doing it since 1971 is when he had his revelation that okay. it's up to me to fix my body coming out of the Vietnam war. Not these MDs who are trying their best. Expand on that.
1: Expand yeah. on how this started.
0: Yeah. It was, um, <laughs> he tells this story about how he's walking through the jungles of Vietnam with his, his platoon, whoever, whatever you guys call that stuff. And I don't mean to uh, downplay it. Cause I just didn't spend any time in the military no. to be, uh, understanding exactly what he was doing. But before. you're
1: like the biggest patriot that I've seen out there. You love Dude, this freaking country.
0: It's unbelievable. So, the United States, the, yeah. the world is amazing, honestly, yes. because the world is, the United States is not better than everywhere else. But I will tell you, if you have an outlook of humanity is equal in the sense, I couldn't care what color, what sex, I don't care what you identify mm-hmm. as. For me, um, I respect you and I love you and that's it. You know, yeah. if you go about it that way, if you start there, then how can you really get pissed yeah. off, you know? Unless somebody's already anger and then they're portraying their own misery, yes. which I don't have any room for that. We'll just touch upon that in my life. The drama goes away yeah. very quickly.
1: We're going back to the platoon and, and Yeah, and all he started. was
0: walking through the uh, jungle and the guy puts his hand up front, Pete walks up, he goes, What's going on? And there was a, a lady villager up there and she unraveled herself, took the rice or whatever she had on her hat on her head and set it down and gave birth. Squatted down, gave birth picked up the baby, wrapped it up, wrapped herself up, picked up what she had on her shoulders or her head and walked back to the village. And that's when Pete said, he thought about this years later after his injuries, he said, I remembered that moment and said the body can accomplish anything. If It's so resilient that you don't need to pull your knees to your chest to spit a baby out that way under some type of epidural. That's what we do in this country for sure. And I'm not downplaying how they do that. It's all medically yeah. safe. But the natural ability of the female human body to squat and drop. It's amazing. And by the way, that's why women are given the chance to give birth and not us because there's not a chance in there's hell no way. that I want that kind of pain. So bless you women out there. Um, so looking at this, he remembers that as the day that it all changed. Not his decision to start a Goscue, but that came from injuries. But he remembered that ability. And then he starts thinking, well, here's my injury. Look what she did. And then basically I'm out picked up Gray's Anatomy, started studying it, and then he said, oh, the ankle does get affected by the knee and the two bones in between, and then all the bones in the foot and the ankle. Oh wait, the shoulders, ca- oh, interesting. So it took a man with no blinders on, no education, zero anatomy, to be wow. able to look at the human body and say, it's capable of anything if you give it the right stimulus. Now wow. what attracted me to that was, I knew nothing. I spent four years in school, Two degrees coming out, a minor in nutrition, and said, I'm ready to go. But the degrees don't do anything for you. Right. It's the implementation. Yes. So my son's in school right now playing Division I soccer. Get your degree, but real life starts out here. You know, the degree gets you in somewhere. I understand that's a key to get in somewhere. And hopefully we'll figure that out as a country later on and get better at that too for everybody. We're
1: pretty delayed in that. We are. in that stuff. We are.
0: But it's a, um, don't force people to do it, you know, that kind of stuff. But when they're ready, they're ready. What I learned from that was, this guy knows something that I don't, and uh, I'm going to learn it. And it took me about 90 days working with him, and then somebody finally put 30-pound dumbbells in my hands and said, bench press that. And I'm like, bro, I use 110s. Like, are you serious? You want me to floss with these? What do you want me to do? You want me to flip them up and down? What do you want me to do? And when they made these changes to me posturally on the bench... They knew Bradley's not understanding it. I got to hit him where he thinks because I was a Mm -hmm, meathead back mm -hmm, then, mm -hmm. and I'm benching. And after ten reps, I'm like, "Oh my God, these things are so!" And I put them down, and my chest felt like it was out to here. And I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute." Another thing that I don't know, and it wasn't tied to pain; it was to performance. Yeah, that's what really got me going. This was
1: ninety days in with working with Agoscu. Working
0: with Agoscu. So were you a little
1: skeptical still until they did that?
0: I didn't give a shit. It's yeah. not that I was skeptical. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't interested. Mm. Um, I was thinking about my future going, I'm going to go back to school. I got to learn this. I got to get another so it was degree. Like
1: super temporary at the time. Super
0: temporary. And, uh, until it was attractive because Jack Nicholas was tied to it. My yeah, family yeah. came from golfing and I'm like, wow, great. Jack Nicholas. Hey. Yeah.
1: Well, tell me about the Jack Nicholas story. Like you'd mentioned that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I got hooked up with Pete Agoski in Florida. And, and one of the big things that was attractive was the Jack Nicholas stuff. Well, um, My family grew up golfing. My brother had the club championship for 20 years. He had the lowest Mm -hmm. score, blah, 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 blah. My dad was a golf coach, forced me to learn how to play golf, which right now at the age of 50-something, I can go out and do what I want with a golf club, You know, not be worried about it. Everybody else is frustrated. I'm like just having fun. But you can still hit it 300 yards down the middle. Short game takes a beating when you don't practice. I do get that. But understanding where power comes from, meaning power in the golf swing... Mm -hmm comes from here and then the arm comes through. Power in a punch comes from mm-hmm. here and then the punch comes through. Baseball, there's a separation, you know, mm-hmm. where your body's here and then you come through. Your hip right. drives first. I called my dad and I said, well, golf's ruined forever. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, I just gave Jack Nicholas a golf lesson. He's like, oh God, there goes golf. Cause he knows I wasn't <laughs> the one addicted to golf. What I meant was we were talking to Jack about when your hips are imbalanced, then your golf does this, and is the greatest golfer ever. And he totally buys into it because he understands, I feel so much better when I do a Goscue. I don't need to have back Mm. surgery. And that was a big deal for me to be around at that time. And then finally I had that aha moment and I went, okay, wait a second. There's a lot you don't know. Remember, my ego couldn't take that. At that time I was like, you know, you got to be, Brian, you got to fake it till you make it. You got to do this. If I had to tell that to anybody out there now, young kids or whatever, it's fine to have significance where you feel like, um, hey, are other people judging me? Do I look the right part? Because I was in the gym six days a week going, do I look the right way? Are you just
1: talking about me right now or what? Like trying to make me feel like a little like I need to do some inflection?
0: Not inflection, but um, your God gave you your abilities and... Heart, mind, head, body, this, basketball, sport, everything else. When I see people trying too hard, I can't wait for them not to try hard anymore. Mm. And it's coming. I'm not even saying change it on purpose. Yeah. Let it happen organically. Yeah, because yeah. you don't even realize that when you do allow significance to work for you, in my business, I'm a better therapist because I don't want to be wrong. Yes, I'm better because of that.
1: So you use significance for... Uh, uh, what is it? Benevolent purpose, but you, it's, it's not like you're saying you're just putting it aside. So let's, let's get a little tactical on that. Cause you are right now, you are a very successful businessman. You're only going to be more successful. You're working with the best. You do have a confidence to you. You do have significance. I see that. And it's a good, good way, but that's not who you were. So like, if there's someone listening right now that, you know, they are maybe realizing that they are a little significance driven, maybe they haven't gone to a Tony Robbins event. So they haven't done their six human needs like what was it for you or what can you provide as in a way for someone to tactically start to check their ego or, you know, not have significance be the first thing that they're trying to do or trying to achieve or, you know, give life to.
0: Never go into a speaking engagement or a conversation. Let's just call it conversation because okay. that's a speaking age. I never go into a speaking engagement having practiced what I'm going to be talking about. Like people prep. Here's your PowerPoint, let's talk about this, blah blah blah. I don't do that.
1: Wait, what are you talking about? You had like 10 pages of like script of what we're about
0: to talk. Correct. We did not. <laughs> no. um, but I Completely will tell you they can. Well, he he was asking me questions like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, eh, <laughs> we'll find out. You know, well, no. hey, what are three things want uh, I should yeah. know about you? Eh.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have some interesting tidbits on uh, you know who your heroes are. Oh, if I were
0: you, I'd put them in the show notes. Should okay. I would take the text okay. and put it right you you guys know that I actually sit down to pee. So, but you, those of you that know me, you already know that. So that's not something everybody needs to know. How do they but, know that? Well, I've probably said it once or twice before. But so that's like, a perfect that like example.
1: Is that 25% of the time? Is that every time? Like, cause I understand, like, you know, sometimes you might do it. I would
0: say, seventy yeah, eighty 70, 80%. 70 80%. It's comfort. It's okay. comfortable. Okay. You know, whereas, right. remember, sitting's the new smoking. It's so bad for you. And that's yeah. why during a lot of talks, I'll say, I want you to think about me tonight when you're on the toilet. Everybody chuckles. Okay, I get it. But when you go to get off the yeah. toilet, especially you, six foot what? Six. Six foot six. What shoes? Now think about it. Six six getting off a toilet that's built for five six. That's true. Right? And then you go to get up and you're like, well, I got to push off here. You use your upper body to do everything. Yeah. That's why we try to get people to get back into it. But we'll go into that from do the you therapy. You use your body? You the squatty in potty, I've probably I bought 18 of them for Christmas five years ago. Okay. And gave them away as gifts. I think it's one of the greatest inventions yeah. of all time. Okay. In fact, I got a hold of the company and said, why don't we collaborate? And then one of my business partners was like, dude, I don't want exercises put on the squatty potty. People oh, are looking down. man. And I said, No, 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 no. I said Is there still, is this still is this still an opportunity? Like it's still an opportunity. It's still an opportunity. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I think it would because People realize that you have 32 feet of intestine and yeah. you're healthy, I'm healthy. But if our intestine is not healthy, then pardon my French, but we're in some deep doo-doo at that yeah, point, yeah. right? So that's when you really get yourself yeah. in trouble. The gentleman that I had in here in his 70s, mid-70s, if he falls, breaks a hip, studies show that six months later he's dead mm. because of the bacteria leaching yeah. into the bloodstream, all that stuff. So let's get people balanced as much as possible.
1: Get a squatty potty.
0: Well, um, yes, and do your exercises. And do the exercise, and, which we'll talk about. And listen, Kelly Starrett and his wife talk about, um, you know, the deep squat position, yeah. the ready state. Can they can they drop down to that deep squat position? When's the last time you were actually deep down on the ground squatting and sitting on your heels? Can you do it? Mm. You know, well, somebody like Peter Goski said, everybody has the ability. It's not a genetic problem. Me, I've had mm. two ACL reconstructions and I can still do deep squat sitting down there. For an hour, if I wanted, it doesn't right. bother my knee wow. because I do enough to bookend at the hip and the ankle, so that the two bones, three bones, can actually align themselves rather than being gotcha. still stuck in the noxious position.
1: So let's let's talk about that, but let's actually because this is how it goes. It's all these different paths, which I love, and that's why we're probably going to have so much things we're going to go over. But let's go back to the ego thing. So you said to not to not plan or prepare for when you go uh, to engage with people. One-on-one. Have
0: enough confidence to. Allow an organic conversation by asking a question. So, for example, you walk out on stage. Guys, thank you so much, Brian Bradley, blah, blah, blah. And here's what I do. Igoscu. Function Freddy, blah, blah, blah. That's what I do. Uh Who cares? Nobody cares what you do. They care why you do it, Mm. right? So I go into why. Where Are you interested in why I do this? Because I'm in my 50s. I've had every opportunity to be all over the world, to do what I want, but I choose to be here. I choose to be with Pete Agoski. I choose mm-hmm. to be uh, spreading this message as far as we can go because people deserve to learn about it and to live pain-free. Well, that takes an ego check because mm. it's no longer about me. Mm. Can you imagine being Pete Agoski, having helped millions of people, Tony Robbins having helped billions of people, and having your ego take over? That could be dangerous yeah. versus saying it's not about me. It's not about me. And when you can check me at the door, I'm going to put me at the door and it's about you, the customer. Now it's about their need. Chet Holmes said it. Uh, All these marketers said it. Tony Robbins says it. Add value, add value, add value. My last night of business masteries tonight with uh, Fiji, I'll be up on film with them. It's about adding value. Yeah. And all I do is add value and then guess what that does? That builds the trust between us and then builds a connection between us mm-hmm. and we could end up doing business with each other. It's just that simple.
1: So would you say the tactical thing for someone, because they might not, the, 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 the dilemma that could happen in people's head is that, well, you're with Tony, you're already doing the best. Like, yeah, it's pretty easy to say add value, but what if it's someone that's literally just oh, like- oh, Wait a minute, wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wasn't always with Tony. How'd I get there? Adding value, hundred percent. So at some point, Tony hurts himself, shows up for an appointment three hours late. Pete Agoski was supposed to work <laughs> with him. Sounds about right. But Pete Agoski was supposed to work with him. Okay. You don't do that to a combat marine veteran. Yeah. He's like this. You got him. I'm going home. Wow. Because it's like he's one of these guys. Like I'm not going to wait around. Like he's a marine. Time is. Yeah. If you're not 10 minutes he, early, he you're late.
1: Who he was, like he. Was and like, they were friends. Wow. So
0: he he's able to say. You know, bro. No, but it was the opportunity for me to go. Okay, I got him. I stayed till whatever nine thirty doing therapy with him. Yeah. But I had no idea who he was. And he was doing all these power moves, and I'm like, "What the h are you doing? Why are you hitting yourself?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's what I do." And I called. Pete, I think I'm a like, lot
1: of our people know what a power move is. Oh, they see they me do. doing it. You know.
0: Well, the thing is, it it anchors you to something. Yeah. I think the ultimate power move. The ultimate power move is to get up in the morning and know that your skeleton is in the right place. Mm. Literally, I could eat metal in the morning and shit bullets by noon. That's how I feel, right? <laughs> so it's one of those things where you wake up and go, how are we going to change the world today? I like that. If this is my last day on earth, did I make a significant change to the world for the better? And I know that's one of those very esoteric, like, no, it's one of the Hallmark movies. Right, right. But if you can really believe that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: it's a game changer. It is
0: a game changer.
1: So, so going, okay, so... Tony story. And then we got to, I still want to get into the significance thing. So actually let's go significance first. So you're saying that the idea of the perception, no matter if it's you speaking on stage, one-on-one connection, probably what you're about to share with the Tony story. It's if you're always thinking about how can I give value to them? That is what is the biggest thing for you that separates, uh, you from
0: leading with your ego or significance. Can you imagine if I would have said to Pete, it's about me. And I'm not staying late because I gotta, I have, I'm 22 or 23, 24, 25, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And going, no, I have things to do. Mm.
1: Did, did you, did you have things to do though? That's, of course. Yeah. I yeah, live the yeah. very, that's, like, that's key. going to the gym, yeah.
0: you know, uh, hanging out, going to, going so to dinner, going on a date, doing whatever. All of those things went, you know, it's interesting. Um, but I have a client who's in a back spasm. That takes priority. Yeah. The cool part is I use my significance to serve me. Mm. I didn't know who he was, but I'm going to get you out of this back spasm.
1: So you, so you use that confidence, that significance to be the one that brings certainty, which hundred percent. Okay.
0: And then when Tony was done, it was, he went back from five, seven, no joke to six, seven. And he's like, you got to be kidding me. And he was shooting an infomercial the next day. He's like, this was like back in his
1: thirties, right? Way
0: back. Right. And he's like, Holy cow. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay. to me, it was just another client. Yeah. I liked that I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because then it wasn't like, no, oh my God. Right. For me, it's more like, no, bro, I've seen you at your worst. And the cool part is we're such good friends. And don't get me wrong. When I say we, I mean, Pete Agoscu, Brian Bradley, Tony Robbins are such good friends. Yeah. This is not the Brian Bradley show yes. at all. This is, I was given such an opportunity on a guy, Pete Agoscu, Who introduced me? If you said, Who are your mentors? Number one, Petagoscu. Yeah. Number two, that's not true. My dad and my mom, mentors, Mm -hmm. no question in my mind. Third, Pedagoscu. Fourth, Tony Robbins. Um, because and it's not because I learned so much off Tony, it's because I watch what he does. Yeah. He lives his word, and it's no longer about let's motivate people. He's not a motivator. Right. He's a strategist that allows you to understand and learn from yourself, just ask the right question. So to go back to what should the younger generation do to learn, sit back and ask yourself, why do you want a social media channel? Why do you want to be on TV? Why do you want to be on radio? Why do you want to do a podcast? Why do you want this? Like if I said, Jake, why do you want this podcast? Don't give me an answer now, because there's an instinctive answer which says, cameras are on and I want this to help and serve other people. Okay, I'm calling horseshit. Um, Why do you really do it? Yeah. Don't be afraid of the answer of because I want people to know that I truly do care about them and I'm a good person. That's significance. Mm-hmm. But doesn't mean it's bad.
1: Right. Use right.
0: It, I'm using it for the force of good. It's like Superman, right? Yeah. Like That's what you're doing. I, and, to touch and by it, the way, you could play the next Superman. I'm just letting, putting it out there. If they get rid of the other guy with a big chest, I think Jake's available.
1: Hey, Marvel. They're the only problem they, they might is... might be watching.
0: Yeah, but you don't meet the camera size. You have to be like five six to be in LA.
1: I'm going to need like, you know... Tony's back spasm to be five six. Correct. You know, I Correct. don't know if that
0: looked good on camera, Correct. but it, it, won't it would shorten me down. It won't. We also could do
1: like what is it that movie Gattaca where they like kind of like
0: well yeah. They could just lower all the ground that you're standing in so it's good. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Anyways This is this is what happens when you're talking to Brian Bradley all, uh, all over goofy. I love it Going back to the significance thing of what you just said it, it's so true because if you guys know the six human needs it's you know tony talked about this he studied seen people all over the world realize there's six human needs you know you got certainty you got variety you got uh significance you have number 4 which is love and connection and then you have the two of the human spirit which is um uh contribution growth and contribution so what i love about though that though and i want you to expand on this more cuz you're uh, very um you live it where you are you have significance, but I believe above that is either growth or contribution, but significance is right under that. And people are like, you know what, well, if I take my ego aside, I'll lose my drive, or you know what, I don't wanna be known, or I don't wanna be like that person that is on social media or grown or big or whatnot. But there are people that if they are, the, the lineup is where if they're significance and then their contribution, they contribute because they wanna be seen, but if instead their contribution and then significant, they will contribute even if they aren't seen because the contribution comes first. So what would you say yours is for like your like top two and then how does that play into just like how you live life? Is it whatever
0: send contribution? Yeah. Because uh I couldn't really care about whether somebody does business with me and it puts money in on my bank account. That's not what this is about. Um the reason why Pete wrote the whole book series pain-free and we, I kicked him in the butt over the last couple of years and said, bro, you know, you're 76 years young. Let's put out another version of this. And ah, you know what? The first one did so well. No, Pete, we got to monetize it. You know, gave him some reasons Mm -hmm. why then he and another person were writing this kind of book and it's just amazing. But to him, it was, am I writing the book for the right reason? Mm -hmm. And he had to really contemplate, am I writing it because, I mean, think about what went through his head. He could be, Wow. 76. I better get another book out. Like, you're, well, then you're worried about life's almost over. Yeah. And that's not him. Yeah, He's yeah. like, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, bro. And that's when I said, okay, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So get your ass writing.
1: Mm. You know, and. Oh, so you flipped it back on him.
0: Oh, yeah, because yeah. that's why he wrote in the book. He wrote, uh, I'd like to thank my friend Brian Bradley for kick, basically getting me to do this because, yeah. you know, we, we need information like this. I need a version of this. So the next 20 years I can say, Boom, go with us, and I carry it wherever I go: pickleball bag, ping pong I bag, football. I'm like, here, read this book, take a picture, all that. Um, I, I can't stress enough that it should be about giving, and I don't care about being in a in a spotlight. I've been in the spotlight enough mm-hmm. that I don't care. Look, 4.4 million people last year saw this pretty face.
1: It's a lot of people. Sorry about man. that. Yeah. I know.
0: I'm so sorry. And
1: now we got even more people that are, you know, going to have a, an experience that they Correct. probably never
0: thought. But it's not about 4.4 people million people saw the face. Pete Agoscu told me years ago, he said, you got to be careful. What? Because I'm downtown partying with all my friends back in the nineties and all that stuff. And he said, people are going to get to know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, right. I do therapy Mm. on backs. And then it starts. Hey, you're with Agoscu. I'm like, holy. Uh, I'm like, I'm 15 margaritas in. I better start behaving. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. And it was (laughs) always good tequila. So it helped with my gut biome. Um, (laughs) We'll go into that later. For all
1: our holistic people. They, yeah, they, they sorry. like it that. It's really stuff. good agave. No artificial sweeteners. No. Correct, yeah. correct.
0: Well, it's true. Like, you start to yeah. live in this world, and it's, um, and that's why there's certain people in LA. Like, I work a lot with actors, actresses, and blah, 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 who, or actors is what they call themselves now. So, there's the people that I just don't connect with. Like, yeah. I, y'all yeah, help, but we're not gonna, I'm gonna tell you what you need to hear. We'll be friends, blah, 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 because yeah. of this. But then there's the other people who are all about giving. Yeah. Um, somebody like uh Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper uh You've worked
1: with him? If you could say that?
0: I can tell you nothing. Yeah. Um but I will tell you he works with a uh a young girl, um, Emily Whitehead. Okay. And it's uh Emily Whitehead Foundation. Um, and the way I sell it is that her dad is a very good friend of mine. We all went to high school together and she had leukemia. Well, you know me, I have a stupid sick sense of humor, and I said, uh well, how'd they cure this? And he told me the story. I said, Tom, you realize the numbers of people that I'm going to be in front of in the next decade? He said, yeah. I said, okay. He goes, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to fill your foundation with people mm. who could contribute or do this and do this and do this. Mm. Bradley Cooper heard the story, works very closely with them. And I'm not telling you anything that's secret. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's he's literally like he was in the movie with the uh the... the 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 singer movie. Um, what was he in? With uh, uh, Lady Gaga. Yes. Oh. The way yeah. that he was so, so forget the drugs and all that, but the, yeah, this, that's that movie was amazing. Yeah. Because you saw, and I know they're actors; they can do all this, but to to be able to see how a person reacts to a young girl who has leukemia, she's going to pass. Then they hear the story; and they're doing all this, and they're going to turn it. I think it just took number one in um, in the Tribeca uh, Film Festival. Wow. Amazing. I mean, in fact, I'm going to post about it on my social media. Um, I sold it as, she no longer has leukemia. Well, how'd they do that? Well, they gave her AIDS and it killed the leukemia. And they're like, I'm sorry, they gave her what? I said, okay, just be clear. They gave her HIV and it killed the leukemia. But she has HIV. I said, I got your attention. Oh mm. well, yeah. What did they really do? They trained her blood to fight the HIV. And then that blood then was able to destroy and again I'm paraphrasing and just known enough to be yeah. dangerous kill the leukemia now there's thousands of people in remission because of this and this and it's was in the, the charity workforce. that you
1: you brought the money to and Yeah it's uh, the it. Emily
0: Whitehead Foundation where wow. you know because now this young girl's going to go to college and all that and stuff and you know we I was talking with her dad I'm like I personally don't want her to be known as the cancer girl you know the leukemia yeah. girl but realize that hey Emily your pain brought the world a cure and you're living like she's 10 years now cured. Oh and what they're doing now is they're going to turn this into a movie. But the the faith behind that and just the story about their, the little girl was going to get her legs amputated and they rubbed this, uh, holy water on her that came from Italy or wherever it yeah. was that the grandmother who I'm good friends with. And then they laid these shrouds that were both blessed by the Pope and all this stuff. And that's what their belief is. And the doctor came in the next day. And again, I'm paraphrasing what I heard. I don't, I'm not a man who believes in miracles. I'm a science guy. But what I just saw was nothing short of a miracle. And that's where that whole thing started on. Look what this girl's gone through and it's belief system. And it's, we have faith as a family and why we didn't go to this hospital versus this hospital. um, You know, you're, you're, you use your position for good. Yeah. And I am far from, uh, you know, and, and so are you, I'm assuming until we get you the Superman role. I'm far from, you know, what people who are really famous, like uh, Aerosmith walks into a bar in Boston and everybody knows him, but they don't bother him because they know him and he's very pragmatic about his conversations. And it's not about the fame. It's about what can I give back? Um, That's what you need to really focus on. And I think that's where Tony is now. I for sure know that's where Pete is. Pete is such a good dude in the sense that I could FaceTime him during the therapy today and he has a conversation with Joe and it's like they never left each other. And Pete's been gone out of this clinic for 10, 12 years. Joe, I remember you 12 years ago. What's going on, buddy? Hey, get those knees straight. And they're just two old guys giving shit to each other. Picked it right back up because nobody's ego is at play, and especially Pete's. Mm. His is all about the give. And for you, being in whatever age you are, way younger than I, just a couple of years. Start thinking, and you're already doing it with this, but start thinking, how can I serve? Mm. And and trust me, if this was a moneymaker, all that will come. Right right? The money will come when you add value. Yeah. And you're adding value is just be honest, be truthful. And the younger generation out there, don't try to, and this is tough because you guys are instant gratification, social media. What do you, what do you mean by younger generation? Does
1: anyone younger than you? Cause no, um, like late twenties, thirties, 35
0: and younger, 35. And you know, younger. Okay. Um, cause when you reach 36, life is over. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> but 35 and younger, you were probably born with a phone in your hand. Yeah. For sure, like my son's generation, it's always this. They actually watch a movie with me, and the phone's on, yeah. and I, it drives me crazy. I'm like, I rewind it. They're like, What are you doing? I'm like, well, you missed that part. They're like, No, I saw it. I'm like, How did you see it? Right, when right. you were answering this, and I hear Snapchat. The sixth going sense. Like, but that, but that's where their mind works. Yeah. You know, whereas me, I'm engulfed in the movie yeah, and yeah. really feeling the emotion from it. So, um, if you can make one little two millimeter shift, which is don't turn the phone off. That's part of you ask why you're looking at certain things, ask why you lost or what did you gain off of that five minutes that you Mm -hmm. just engulfed yourself in? Mm -hmm. Swipe, 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 swipe. You know, there's, and for me, I'm looking at it like this and they're creating all those problems in their neck. So for us at Agoscu, and for me personally, I'm on a mission to get people to just be present in your relationships, be present with yourself. The workout that we're going to do later, it's going to be nothing crazy, but I expect you at a young age to have some of the profound aha moments that i had when you're going to go okay wait a minute yeah. if i do this with my arm i'm doing a bicep curl but if my shoulder's here and my pelvis is here then only a portion of my bicep is getting it when the shoulder blade yes. is the other end of the attachment yes and the shoulder blade has to be stabilized but you know so there's all kinds of things yeah we're talking about.
1: Uh, this is amazing and like we will dive into uh because you know, I want to give tactical stuff with the Gosky, like what people can do, take home. That's why it's called the strategic life podcast. But like, there's two things that really stood out and I absolutely love it because I, I'm inspired just hearing it. I admire everything you're doing. And I know not just myself, but a lot of listeners are like this as well is the, the first thing was with, uh, the charity. You didn't know. There was going to be a Bradley Cooper listening. You didn't know anyone. You just had this belief that you can help him, which is you led with that significance that you believed you could help him. But it was with the contribution, and he said, "I'm going to find a way." I, I call it the ready fire aim. You're going to you're going to fire and figure it out later and, and retarget. But you did that in that in, in that situation, and then look what that led to. You had Bradley listen. You actually brought a lot of donors. Then you created this whole ripple, one of many. Yeah, hold
0: on. Bradley was Bradley was already involved when I got involved. But he
1: heard about you. No, he heard about her. Heard about her. And
0: that's what turned me on to him. Whereas I, I, I kind of went, oh, just another actor. Okay. But then to watch what he's done with her and what they've done together and how they're, it's just a, I love the dude. And, uh, it's because it's a, it's like some of my athletes that do the same thing. John Lynch, uh, Justin Tuck, these guys are, they're so focused on helping yeah. the people that they're around. That's attractive. To yeah. That's well, the Robbins thing. That's, you know.
1: Bradley aside, even if there was no, bradley affiliate it's the sense of like you were saying i can bring people to you and i've i've lived a lot of my life to that i've i've been like when i pitched you this podcast it's like obviously this is a uh we've only been going for a few months but i could assure you that this podcast is going to blow up we're going to create a lot of amazing content like it was that i, I resonate with that certainty because i had to bring that to you and you have probably felt that's why yeah. we're on this podcast yeah. but the second thing that really is powerful that i, I want people to really understand and listen is when you had that option to either work with Tony or not and you had no clue who this guy was you had no clue where you would be today with the partnership but you had this idea of like you know what yeah i want to prove myself in the sense but you wanted to give value and you went all in you took care of him you got a solution there was no ifs ends or buts and i think just people need to hear that because they never know who that next person is I, right. I say you're always one one decision away from completely change your life one step away one person away. and now
0: here you are partnered with Tony for how long 25 years 28 uh, 28 29 years but I will tell you it's a it's a fun one because Tony's fun but Sage is amazing yeah uh and don't get me wrong Tony's amazing speak um, on that speak. but Sage is just a badass I believe I'm going to speak from the male standpoint right yeah. so Every strong man needs to surround himself with people that don't blow smoke up his backside. And I'm sure females are probably like this too, but I can't speak to that. I was raised by girls, but I'm not one. Um, so I look at it and say, um, who do you have around you? And Tony and Sage, I've known him for a long time. And to watch him and to hear the stories that he tells and to watch his reaction with her, because she has no problem calling him out on some stuff where she's like, wait, 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 or try this, or he, you heard, you've heard the story where you can now have a chocolate sundae yeah, and not yeah. judge himself, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I guess the moral of the story is surround yourself with people that add to your life and don't bring a lot of drama to your life. Yeah, You know, uh, politically, we just went through COVID-19, BLM, everything that happened in Minnesota. All around the country, the shit that was going on. Um, whereas we were or maybe still are as polarized as we've ever been. Yeah. President Trump, polarized. You know, whether you love him, hate him, that was just a different character in office than we've ever had. So you have choices. An easy way to stop the Mm. rhetoric is, do I want to give control to somebody else other than me? Mm. The answer is no. So when I see CNN, constant negative news or Fox news, but I spell it F-A-U-X because it's really faux news. So they're both fake. And you look at this kind of stuff. If you let yourself get caught up in that and you take it personally, then you're ramped up. Whereas instead you could say, and Pete talked me this a long time ago, thank you for the gift, but no thank you. Mm. So somebody says to you, wow, you don't look good. Oh, okay. That hurt. Or wow, okay. What they're seeing is a reflection of themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something wrong, rather than going, How you doing? I'm good. Uh you've been very successful. Yeah. Uh, you eating the profits? Now it's a different way to talk about, mm-hmm. hey Brian, maybe you could take care of yourself versus mm-hmm. going, You look like shit. Right. Um, but I do have a choice on how I accept it. So
1: how how do you accept it? Like people that are getting that where they are getting judged, you know, and I, I think majority of our people, we're not, they're not watching the mainstream media. That's not who they are, but they do see the little things that their influencer friends and social on media. social media. But like, let's, let's talk about the people that give those, you know, judgments, whether it's, they're growing out of their circle. Um, they're, you know, maybe on a plateau or they're, they're getting judged for who they're becoming. Like how, how would you just guide them on, you know a tactical way of uh, handling things like that or understanding what's really going on.
0: Um a lot of people will go get rid of people that don't serve you or doing this and this and I and that get rid of is dangerous yeah. because that's a judgment. Yeah. Kill the judgment. I choose not to hang out with you where you are right now because it doesn't serve mm. me. I choose. I choose not you. Yeah. Um or man that guy's a dick. Judgment. Boy, she's being a Judgment versus going, thank you for the gift, but no thank you. Mm. And the gift was, you look like crap. But if you put a turd in a box, Justin Timberlake, turd in a box, okay? Turd in a box, and you wrap it up in birthday, Christmas, whatever. Put a bow on top. Here's a turd in the box. I promise you, he wouldn't be able to sit there and not open it. He'd go, I got to see yeah, Everybody yeah. wants to open up a present, yeah. a gift. So you can name something like that a gift because it has no control. Like when they, give you, when they
1: give you that that, that comp, negative, that negative comp, That's the yeah. turd, yeah. right?
0: Uh, I choose not to give you control.
1: So you're taking the control back saying I choose and, and not allowing them to be the one that's putting something on that really isn't probably about you.
0: Correct. But we, if we take it personally, Bill Clinton said this at uh, Sun Valley, Idaho or Whistler with Tony Robbins doing an interview. And it was right after Trump won, Hillary lost 2016, and she disappeared. Okay, because she put a lot of effort into that, she disappeared. He comes up and does an interview, says, um, somebody raises their hand in the crowd, hey, uh, President, um, Clinton, what do you, how do you handle the negative that's said about you? And there's been a lot, and Tony starts laughing. He goes, there's been a lot said that's negative, President Clinton, you know, and he's like, they start chuckling. And he said, well, I read the four agreements all the time. Oh, wow. And I will tell you, I never take anything personally. Mm. And I thought, wow, it's kind of egocentric. A little bit. Like, you've effed up a little bit, yeah, in my opinion. Um, wow, you don't take any of that personally. Did you even you even take any accountability for it? He said, basically he should have said to me, That's a comma, dumbass. I'm not mm-hmm. done yet. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what's going mm-hmm. through my head. Mm-hmm. And he said, But I take it very seriously. And then I assume what's being said about me is correct. Mm. He goes, that will give me a chance to reflect on the narrative of what I was talking about or how I acted, come back to it and say, did I add to the narrative to give them that perception? Then it's my job to help change their perception or leave it as is or say to them, no, I think what you heard was this, but what I meant was this, or I could have spoken better. I thought it was one of the most genius things ever really put together on somebody whose life has been under the microscope for so long. So long. Good or bad, I don't care what yeah. your listener, you guys can be anywhere you want politically, I'm purple. So, you know, you look at this stuff, it's a, um, remember, I don't give them control. Yeah, You know, um, the statement, there's a, over where we're going to go work out, there's a uh, synagogue beside it across the street, and they have this too shall pass on the fence. Mm. And I love that statement. So I love it, that. and I drive by it every day, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's awesome, Yeah, you know, and it's, I don't belong to the synagogue or anything like that, but I'm like, what a statement because it's a way to just say, I understand we're paying blah, blah, blah for gas. It's easy to get upset at that kind of stuff, but it's, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, like, Don't give it control. Maybe don't drive as much. Skip lunch one day. Yeah. You know, save some money that way. You'll find other ways around it.
1: I like that. So going back to what, so Bill Clinton said, I don't take it personally. But I take it very seriously, and I assume you're right. I assume you're right. So, putting that into context, so let's say someone said to me like, "Jake, you look like you're flaunting uh, yourself on social media," like you're, you know, or we get, we get, I don't know, maybe I don't, I don't get that. I like,
0: you realize this has happened. That's why that statement came up. Tell me about it.
1: You know, it's actually funny. It, it, maybe years ago. But things have changed. So but I know this is a common thing is what is people feel that uh, when they put themselves out there, they're talking about personal development, that's what they usually get. Cause I'm you know, I coach and consult people. I personally, to be honest, I'm very grateful. Hopefully you guys are listening, don't give me some bad messages. But let's say it's something like that. Like you're 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 flaunting yourself, like you 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 are looking like you're trying too hard, whatever it is, and maybe you're not trying hard. So you're saying that when you get that, don't take it personally, but understand and take it seriously, like that they're probably right and understand maybe why is that like Well, their
0: perception is right because it's their perception It's their perception so your job's not to make everybody happy but you could look back and say you could engage in a conversation joe thank you for the information i'm always trying to get better which post are you talking about or are you basically talking about all of Mm. them or do you just not like me now that's vulnerability yeah and but now the guy's got to answer that's good and he comes back and says bro thank you for Engaging in this conversation. Yeah. What I really meant to say is, when you're sitting there with your shirt off, um, I don't really know if I feel comfortable because, you know what? Never mind. It's about me. I don't like myself without a shirt. Yeah. So there's those kind of things yeah, where people yeah. come from. But I I invite the fight. Please bring me your. I don't care. Yes. Bring it to me, Brian. You're loud. You use too many bad r- words. Um, you're loud. <laughs> Um
1: <laughs> we're gonna that, have to audio control this mic, we're gonna have to correct, make sure. Everything. Correct.
0: But at the same time, you're going, oh, okay, is there a way to talk a little quieter? Is there mm-hmm. a way to inflect on a word that you really want them to understand? Yeah. Joseph McClendon. You Yeah. are enough. All they heard was, you're enough. But if I said, you know you're enough, you, know, you heard it, but you didn't really you. You know, it's the way he plays with words. I think is genius. Um, so I look at this kind of stuff and again, don't take it personally, but maybe you could go back. Like I just did something in my cold plunge the other day and I thought to myself, is this stupid? Like I was holding up a 40 pound piece of ice that was made in my Mm -hmm. cold plunge. I saw that. Right. And I had a arrow to here, arrow to here and arrow to here, but your biceps lifting. And I was like, does this look too, Hey, look at me. No, because uh, my, my bicep's underwater, so you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. But I said, your shoulder never works alone. And then I tagged Liverpool Football Club and said, just like you never walk alone, Liverpool. Because mm. I figured they'd get a kick out of it. Nobody responded. No, no, thank no you pun very much. Intent- England, I really appreciate it. You guys, I put a lot of thought into that.
1: No pun intended on the kick, too. Correct.
0: <laughs> but I, uh, you, you lift up the ice, and I lifted it up, but it's three quarters of everything that I have on topless is covered. Because I couldn't really care about going, look at me. Look at what I'm doing, doing this. Um, it's never about that. But even if it was, if somebody looks at it and says at 55, I'm going to be like that, then fucking A, yeah. let's go. Yeah, yeah. You know, let, let's, let's, let's motivate people however they learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, you'll have both sides. You know, if you're young like me, I'll have people that say you're too young to be doing what you're doing, but then you also have people say, man, that's inspiring. So like, you just got to go with it. Let's, let's fast track here though. Let's give some tacticals on, um, Agoski, you know, like, This is all about getting the two millimeter shift. It's fixing your posture. I'm a big believer in, you know, the posture with just like how Tony talks about, it opens up your diaphragm a little more. It's not just uh, um, an impression you create. It's a literally physiological experience. So a lot of people are right now, they're either that are listening are definitely uh, sitting a lot because they're behind the computer, busting their butt till midnight, or they're even using like a stand up desk. Like, let's be real. They're standing. But even that, sometimes I feel like I'm like more in pain and I have to sit down. So what would be some, first of all, talk more on that, on how Agoskew plays into their performance. And then give some tactical things, workouts, uh, or just like things to focus on literally, like as they're watching this or right afterwards.
0: So there's a lot of hype about sitting is the new smoking, sitting is the new cancer. You know how I look at it, which is sitting is a sport, train for it, because it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Chairs, computers, toilets, Peloton, carol bike, car. Bus, you're sitting. And then you say, I'm tired of sitting. I need to really exercise. So I'm going to stand up. But you took that same dysfunctional static posture into a standing desk. You didn't become mm. more functional. You just mm-hmm. changed the load. Oh. What if you could change something sitting or standing exercise wise? So Igoscu creates interrupts to the sport of sitting. You've been sitting for two hours. Do this. Go mm. back to sitting. There's nothing wrong with you being six six. I mean, Take a look at this. His knees are six inches higher than his hips, like a typical NBA player who then gets the call. Jake, we need you. And all of a sudden you're in such deep hip flexion. This is all so tight. The psoas is locking up, right? My head's over here like this. And then you're going to go out onto a basketball court. Mm. I would raise your butt up about a foot.
1: That's what Phil Jackson did. Yeah. He was like sitting a foot higher.
0: Yes. You got to do it. Why don't you do it for all the NBA players? I've been saying it for years. Ideally, it's because people go, ah, it's no big deal. Well, tell that to the player who tells me, my NBA player, who says, well, they're not going to ruin me. Um, I'll give them 20 minutes for this and 20 minutes for that. I'm not giving them 40, 60 minutes to beat on me. And then eventually I'm not playing anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So you do the work to yourself. And then he goes, well, yeah. And I also tell them, yeah, I'm not ready to play. My knees bother me a little bit. They'll pull me out. My knees not really bothering me. So they have to think about the college player who gets a concussion. The real problem with CTE and head stuff starts in college, maybe even before. Because if you tell your coach you have a concussion, you're under a whatever week protocol, you yeah. lost your starting position. Yeah. These kids will lie about it. It's
1: tough. It. I, I went, I went through that too, man. When I rolled my ankle in college, I had, and I had to fight for my starting position. I had to literally like every day try to prove myself. I was taping it up so tight that I could go play because of that pressure. So I totally can relate with that.
0: Yep. And my son just broke his foot. We did the same thing in his first. I've never seen a human being male cry that hard in his life. Then he finally said, okay, we got to go back out in the field. And I started laughing. I said, there's my boy. He goes, why are you laughing? (laughs) I said, because I love that you broke your foot. Why is that? Because now we're going to get you so functional that you're going to go back Mm-hmm. and now the real athlete's going to show up. You were getting along. Yeah. But you had the starting position. And now you lost it because you broke your foot. Mm-hmm. And then you start questioning why this happened to me? This sucks. I'm never going to get back. All those self-doubt yeah. things, right? We all go through that stuff. Instead of thank you for the gift yeah. of the broken foot, what am I supposed to learn from it? And the world said, the universe provided And we got him some of the best treatment, blah, 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 did all this stuff. So good. But I only chose practitioners who could play with his mind Mm. that said, you're getting more functional. You're getting stronger. Yeah, but I need to run. I'm not going to be in shape. Oh, really? Why don't you go for a run in the next week and find out? And he goes for a run and comes back and goes, dude, my body is humming. I am dangerous right now. That's not because you were running or you're in shape. You were so much more functional. Mm -hmm. It's like putting a Ferrari on the race course with a better aligned chassis. Yeah. Rather than something that's torqued.
1: So good. So you have the sitters, you have the standers. It's all about the function. Like it's just changing the load. It doesn't make you any healthier. So, what would you recommend for people that sit a lot? Like, what is something tactical they can do? How
0: long have we been talking?
1: Uh, Almost an hour. But probably an hour. Look yeah. how I'm sitting.
0: Yeah, I'm not sitting up straight, and I'm the posture guy.
1: Yeah, I know. You kind of made me like you know sit upright and made sure my core. I have tight, no, which I normally do, and but, I
0: don't do anything. Literally, it's all hanging out. This is what you get, right? So okay. I'm going. This is sitting. My body's serving me no matter what because I do enough stuff outside of it to stay functional so that if I did take a six-hour drive to see my good friend who's a practitioner in Arizona to get my son worked on, it's a six-hour drive sitting there like this, yeah, listening to the rap station that he has on from the UK, which, by the way, rocked. I loved it. UK rap is amazing. So we'll tag them. Okay.
1: We'll play that during our workout.
0: <laughs> so sitting is not the new smoking. It's It's just part of living. You'll read chapters in here that talk about that. You'll look at the load on the spine. There is an increased load on your spine when you're sitting versus standing because your ankles and your knees are no longer part of the shock absorption. Mm-hmm. But only if you're in the right posture. If you're in the wrong posture, it's the same amount of load sitting or standing. Okay. Maybe even more. So change the body you take to sitting. Change the body you take to CrossFit. Change the body you take to the number one thing for chronic pain right now, pickleball. I mean, people are getting tweaked left and right, so oh, yeah, why not... playing that. What?
1: Everyone's playing pickleball, Bro. so they
0: probably have no clue. Just... It, it's unbelievable. Well, what they do is, no, they're, they're your dad's age, and he's like, I found my sport again. And he went from doing nothing <laughs> to playing seven days a week for three hours. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so what, what can they do? I, I, and you have, you have exercises you can give away, too, right? Like, that's something that you... or yeah. There's, like, a couple exercises, but, like, right now... What are like, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a focus on the core, it's a focus on the, the, the posture of their lower back, the way they pull their cheeks out so they can sit more. Like, well,
0: you know. literally, if you, if you sat like this, let's say I sat like this for two hours. Okay, so he's cross-legged for anyone that's okay, listening. Okay, blah, to blah, 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 and I never crossed over to the left. That's a huge mistake. Okay. Because your SI joint on the back of this is being torqued in one direction, which would be the name of a great band, One Direction. Um, you see where I'm going with that? I see where you're going. But you cross over like this, and you never cross over like this. So you're
1: saying being cognizant, keeping balance. Switch
0: sides every once in a while. You know, it's a, um, that's why (laughs) Porsche is talking about getting rid of manual transmissions. Do, don't ever do that. You morons. Because (laughs) from a standpoint of pushing the clutch in your left leg's doing something. Uh, Think about it. Drive a GT3. Boom, boom.
1: So you're -hmm. saying I'm screwed because I drive automatic.
0: No, I drive an automatic now too. Um, Mainly because I got a good deal in the car right? and I can take it to the track. I can race it and do all that stuff. But the manual transmission, there's nothing like it. Let's just say they all disappear. Okay. We've li- When's the last time you put your arm on the seat like this turned around to back up your car? Never. Right, Cause you yeah. look right down at the backup yeah. camera. There's another thing that's lost. So force yourself sometimes to do it. So with my kid, I bought him a, uh, a German vehicle, Okay. not a manual because I'm like, I'm not going to torture him. Okay. I'm, but it had no backup camera okay. and no front end collision. Pay attention, pay attention, use your mirrors, do this. And then when we upgraded the car, I got the anti-collision, which I think is genius because these yeah. kids are morons on their phones. <laughs> and the camera will now stop them from running over okay. something behind them. So every once in a while it would be, you know what? I'm going to switch legs. Yeah. You don't have to do it every five minutes, but every, if you catch yourself doing something, go, wow, I didn't do it to the other side. Your body will thank you. Secondarily, sit in a chair away from the back of the chair. Learn how to roll your pelvis down to some really crappy posture and all the weights on the top of your butt crack on your tailbone. And then use the muscles here to roll off of it and okay. then back down. So you're just teaching this. But notice what my chest is not doing.
1: It's not moving. It's not flaring That's up. correct.
0: What am I not doing? I'm not throwing my rib cage up. Yeah. So a lot of you have watched us on different um, podcasts and different things on out there where we did arm circles, elbow curls, overhead extension. All of that could be done from this sitting down position yeah. and the sitting up position. Okay. And so
1: so let's let's talk about that because there there will be people listening to understand. So you want it to be because that's kind of what I focus on. Is I almost uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of put like my tailbone in the crevice of the seat that way it's actually kind of locked in there have a slight little arch chest is not puffed up but my core is tight like is that the proper posture like even when i'm sitting or does it have to be more straight no
0: when you sit just sit get comfortable like i'm sitting like this okay if we talk any longer i'm going to be sitting like this what about people are
1: like on on the computer for like hours like change it so like what what do you mean like what if you
0: sat on like i have a I have a gaming chair that was $150. I bought it because it lays completely flat and I can take a nap in the afternoon. Amazing, right? Oh, you didn't buy a $3,000 chair? I said, no, why? I have a $3,000 ass. And I really do. Don't kid yourself. He's been working hard on it. Exactly. The reason I tell you that is you can you can sit in a $2 chair built by the lowest bidder, but if you have a $2 butt, it hurts. You can have a $10,000 chair and put a $2 butt in it and it still hurts. So how do you make it a $3,000 butt? You do the Egoscue exercises. You train for the sport of sitting and then sit any way you want.
1: Would those be like the ones that I did beforehand, this, this podcast? Yeah, for example, like yeah.
0: sitting up like this, then you were squeezing something okay. between your knees.
1: So, yeah, that's basically So, what I was doing before this, which was awesome, it activated. So, uh, if you're listening to this, put like a pillow or something firm, but squeezable between your legs. On, right? a, on
0: an airplane, literally, you could use your fist like this. Use the fist. Roll up. Don't do this while you're driving. But you could sit up and then squeeze it 30 times, whatever. So,
1: fist or side to side legs are basically, what is it, it's a... Right it's in front
0: of your crease of your hips. Right Right
1: here. in front and your toes are 5 to 10 degrees turned, turned inward. and inward because in, because not no, outward.
0: Most people think that's straight when I want them to be slightly pigeon toes,
1: So slightly inward, fists are next to each other, and you're squeezing, so it's activating. So that would be like an exercise right there. 5 degrees turned in, fists on the outside, or inside, and you're squeezing inward. So right, that's... And, re-
0: and you're sitting up to do sitting it. Sitting up. Look, not chest out. Remember, tailbone... Okay. Off the tailbone. Oh, Pull I see. from here. Wake this up.
1: So round the lower back and then arch the lower back, but don't puff the chest. That's correct. Okay, I see the difference. And then what? Can you do the same thing with like? Strap at the knees. What if you don't have a strap?
0: Um, a
1: belt. You can do a belt. Yeah, just yeah. use like a regular belt. So wrap a belt around the knees, and then you're pushing outward and then relaxing with your knees. So You're gonna engage the outer glutes. Yep. So when do people do this? When should they do it? Should they do it when they're literally sitting down? Should they do it uh, before they go to bed, wake up,
0: Well, for workouts? It's honestly, when you have time. Um, I do mine at night, but my workouts are functional too. Okay. Um, but if I play, you know, Sunday I did three and a half hours of pickleball straight because we were on the court the whole time. I felt like I was going to get heat exhaustion. I'm like, oh my God. And then I thought to myself, oh boy, like if we, I'm going to be so sore, I'm flying on Tuesday, I better do some recovery. So yesterday we did this, we went to dinner, but from seven o'clock till about 10 o'clock last night, I did Norma Tech, I did a exercises. Then I did the cold plunge again. And then I did a exercises mm-hmm. where you're laying on your back, the tower wall while, while I'm watching TV.
1: Oh, that's nice. You know, so if I'm yeah. going to sit
0: and watch some TV with family or do whatever, then that's bonding time with everybody talking about stuff they just watched, but I'm not just going to sit on the couch and become, why? Because I've sat all day anyway. Yeah. You know, so... Let's think about this workout that we're going to do this afternoon as a way for you to feel better tomorrow and set you up for the next day. Mm -hmm. Let's talk shoes for a second because I just saw my hokas over there. I bought those hokas, right? And they have super thick. They're like, I bought them because my feet were taking such a beating on the pickleball court from the court shoes that I wanted to walk on a cloud. And the minute I put them on, I'm like, come on. This was amazing. Are they? They're amazing. Now, they're amazing for one reason it gave my foot a break. Like, take a break, bro. It's like, mm-hmm. relax. You've done so much work. Now let's cushion you with some cloud underneath you. Would I train in those shoes? There's a lot of lateral instability, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're meant to go straight ahead. I would never play a rotational sport in those.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would have
0: the right shoes for those. Um, You and I both have a good friend, Gordon, with uh, A-Line Systems. The A-Lines. Yeah, that I, got, I got A-Lines. In you have right them now. in the shoe. Yeah. So A lot of times the reason why, I'm supposed to be the anti-orthotic guy, but the reason why I like them is because it changes this bottom side almost like what a toe hitch does when the receiver comes on top Mm -hmm. of it. Now there's a good union between the two. You don't need something that puts supination in there and pushes you out and makes you more prone to an ankle sprain or something like that. And I wear the A-lines as a training tool. Okay. So two hours in, eight hours off.
1: Oh, so you don't wear them full time?
0: I I personally don't, but there's a lot of people that do. What would
1: you recommend? Barefoot. Barefoot. Okay.
0: I go outside and I do a lot of barefoot work. I walk on grass. I walk on pavement. I walk on cobblestone. I walk on beach rock. Anytime I can get barefoot, I do. Now, a lot of people who are in the foot business, when your foot is, what if my foot's already completely collapsed in and it's failed? may not be good for you to go all the time uh, flat-footed and collapsed. You might have to put your A-lines in and leave them in for the day. The A-lines will help your foot get stronger in a new position. Okay,
1: I see that. Yeah, A lines are great. I I noticed a significant difference. Obviously, I still need to do these exercises. By the way, is there any is there like a package of like those exercises if people want to do like it's like a 5-minute exercise like how do they get more info on that?
0: Uh, just go to my Instagram and then hit me up. I mean, okay. I don't have a URL produced for this, but um we'll get you the exercises okay. like if you just you can email me or go yeah, to my... we'll have it all in the show Yeah, all notes, the Instagram. You know, yeah. And I expect you to follow me on Instagram because I'm in competition against my 20-year-old and I plan on winning.
1: He's Yeah, you want to support him. Give him an extra like. Every like matters.
0: <laughs> and my significance needs it.
1: Yes. Um, so the, what, that takes about 5-10 minutes to do those that series? Because I know people are like...
0: I would say 5 minutes. 5
1: minutes, perfect. You, if you don't have 5 minutes, you don't have a life. I had a question come up because one of my... Um, she was one of my very first clients when I was a personal trainer years ago. That's how I started my entrepreneurship. So yep. the point where I'm at today. And she came wheeling in after getting a spinal cord injury um, at the time, seven years ago, which is now about ten. Uh, snapped her spine in half, paralyzed midway down, and she's never been in the gym till the moment she came in, which was seven years. And long story short, I helped reconnect a lot of the muscle mind muscle because I was into that. I was a nurse. Uh, understood the body, but she now is an inspiration to show that she can be fit and move. And of course, like there's still like uh, no no movement in her legs. But her question was, what would you recommend for people that have spinal cord injuries? Like, is there any variations, uh, especially if they have the wheelchair tummy and such? Uh, but what would you say for people specifically that maybe have that or know people that you know need to take care of their back or their posture?
0: You ever hear of power plate? You know, the, yeah, power, yeah, the, the vibrating vibration. plate. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably the best in the market. I don't know. I'm just going with what I know in the past.
1: I like power plate. It yeah. vibrates
0: in all 360 degrees, all this stuff. Um, I would put her on the power plate. Like and, sit put like her butt on it or put her butt on it, put a cushion yeah. down because it's gonna shake the shit out of her, right? Yeah. Then have her put her arms down. If she's a little scared, start off really slow whatever it does, right? Yeah. Um there have been studies shown that on the power plate. The reactivity that happens because of that uh, helps write a new pathway for mm. people that are paraplegic. In like the they're now of... able to... Okay, I got to sit. They're, they're completely collapsed. Their belly's here. They're, yeah. Okay. And then after being on it for a while, I'm talking either hours... No, I'm sorry. Minutes, which turns into minutes per day, which turns into minutes per month, yeah. minute per year. And they're able to get on that now and they can free sit. Ah, uh, I see. So... I don't know enough about it, but it's yeah. one of those things where I've seen the work that's come out of places like this, and the place where we're going to go do a workout—they have a power plate, yeah. and of course, yeah, it's yeah. probably never turned on um, because they don't. Use it. Well, they don't spend enough time talking about it, nor what it could do, and it's an amazing piece
1: of equipment. I love the power equipment. plate. So, was there was did Agasku part of a Agasku? Was there uh, an intention around working with people with spinal cord injury, or was there anything
0: related to that, or not so much? Not so much. Uh, yeah. Uh, working with everybody. We say yeah. no to we, nobody. You walk in here, um, in fact, in the Pain Free for Women book, there's stuff in the back for newly, new parents to do stuff with their kids while they're still in that can't walk, can't crawl, stuff like that. I will say this. For those of you out there that have kids and you have some new, when I say new kids, um, which would be the great name of the band too, um, <laughs> but sorry, see what I did there? Uh, you're a new parent. I can't stand it when I see people hold their hands and have the kid walking prior to them walking. Oh. Drives me bananas. You
1: mean like like holding the hands above oh. while they're like walking, oh. or put
0: them in the swing because you're making dinner and the baby's over there doing this and it's pushing up on their pelvic girdle, oh. spreading their legs apart like this. It's not natural.
1: Let me share a crazy story actually, and this was through a friend. Um, so the son or the the child learned how to walk in that. that that girdle thing and was tippy-toeing and so the kid to this day walks around on his tippy-toes because his calves are so trained in that sense that he when he stands naturally his his heels are like above which actually I will connect you because I'm sure there could be some game-changing things but like that's a real thing and I literally heard this a couple days ago like I saw I saw him and he was like I'm standing normal and his like toes are literally hanging off and he's like I could try to push down but I need some weight and it's just and so it completely deactivated his glutes. He said that, you know, his glutes barely even work. His hamstrings are really tight. And it was all because of that, you know? So if you are a parent listening, like this stuff really is. So what could you do? The kid's how old now? 20? Uh, 17. 17. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's too late, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. Um, that's what people would say. That's what they would say. Uh, give your kid the unfair advantage by promoting crawling. So, you know, Tony and Sage just had a baby. Yeah. Right. So it's about you know she's probably oh, 11, 12 months old. Great, beautiful, healthy. Have you seen the baby personally? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great uh-huh. for them.
0: But I sent him a gift. What do you get a guy who's worth eight hundred million dollars? What do you get him?
1: Something for the baby.
0: Like what? Nike shoes. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, U.S. savings bonds. It hey, got equipment. <laughs> I bought him those tunnels that accordion and they velcro to each other uh. and they're little crawling play tunnels. And I said, put these two together. And I have a sick sense of humor, put her food at the other end and make her earn it. And of course, Tony's like, you sick bastard, but (laughs) love the idea because the longer you crawl, the more that cross patterning gets ingrained into the spine, into the nervous system, into the spinal development. So my kid, he would be uh, 11 months old, crawling And he's trying to stand up. And I would go, hey. Now, luckily, nobody called CPS on me. But literally, I'd walk in, and he'd be trying to crawl up on something. I'm like, hey. Well, let's say this is our baby, right? I'm the wife. You're the husband. Because I think if we were in a relationship, that's how it would be. (laughs) Um, But let's think about this. Yeah, I think so. There's the baby. Yeah. And he or she is trying to be like us. Where are we? We're three feet above him. True. Yeah. So everything is up here.
1: By the way, there's a water bottle. It's about a foot tall water bottle. He's knocking it over. CPS does not know about that, but this is in reference. Of Correct. And
0: I will deny it going forward. Um, but if the baby is always looking up at us, what's the solution? Ah. Uh, get on the ground. So Tony's six, seven. I'm like, bro, get on the ground. Huh. Because the baby wants to be where you are. He's like, and he got it. He's like, yeah. no, it totally makes sense because he's tied into the life force book. He's yeah. tied into developmental stuff. He's tied into stem cells.
1: So he gets down so the baby would not have to crank its head up? Or The like... baby
0: the baby looks at him and wants to be up there. That's why they want to stand up. But if you're on the ground all the time, they want to be on the ground.
1: Which it's better for them to get their crawling. Crawl, in
0: move, play, okay. roll over, fall down, get up. Okay. So what I did with my son was, okay. Everything I do is going to be on the ground for the next three months. So from the age of 12 months to 15 months, he really didn't attempt to stand. And whenever I would see mother-in-laws and go, oh, like this, I'm like, yeah, don't. Mm. Or you're going to see another side of me. Because I'm not just asking you, I'm telling you, you're going to affect him for the next 25 years. Mm. And what I created was a kid who didn't crawl till 15 months And I think the brain researchers would agree that the cross patterning left to right, left arm, right leg, all helps with brain development and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I have a normal kid. Wow. Like I have a kid who holds a door for people, not because he needs the accolades of thank you. He's like, that's just what you do. Yeah. He's not so engulfed in his own life that he doesn't pay attention to what's around him. Secondly, I took him to the park and I was the creeper dad who was over on the bench for three hours sitting by himself. (laughs) <laughs> at a park with a bunch of other kids, probably had the cops called on me, but I said, that's my kid over there. I'm like, Cole, come over every once in a while so people don't think I'm the weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. come over and say, do we need to leave? And I said, do you want to? No. Well, then go play, bro. Don't uh, come over and ask. So we get two or three hours at the park, acclimated to height, jumping, climbing, crawling, falling, problem solving, Mexican, Asian, African American, mm. white, Indian. He got acclimated to every race out there which bummed me out a little bit during the BLM. BLM didn't bum me out, let's just be clear. Because I had to I had to re-educate them. I was bringing them up in a lifestyle of, there's no such thing as race, everybody's equal. Yeah. yeah. Stupidly, I was doing that yeah. because now I understand, no, now I see my black friends as my black friends. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at them going, I get you, bro. I understand now what we were talking about before. Whereas before, I'd be like, no, they're my friends. Well, now, no, they're, they, they totally get it. So when he was brought up like that, we solved a lot of problems wow. by just going to the park, but we gave him the unfair advantage because three hours of climbing, jumping, crawling, problem solving turned into oh, he's bigger, faster, stronger running a four, four, six foot two with a left wow. foot, you know, and all of a sudden it was his football team was going, why don't you play U.S. football? And I'm like, cause I like his brain where it is. So we're going to put him in soccer, yeah. which was dangerous because emotionally, soccer is such a roller coaster because it's no longer about the 55 kids on the team in in football or the 15 kids on a basketball team. It's 24 kids and they're all vying for your position. Mm-hmm. And it's, if I broke my foot, my life's over. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I'm not going to allow you to identify as only a soccer player. You're more than that. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow you to give control over to all these coaches and stuff. I'm just not. You're better than that. What you are is a loving kid who loves the game. Play it for the spirit. He's In his mind, I'm going to play pro. I want to get that off my bucket list. And then I'm going to work and start serving other people. But it's all of this stem from don't let your kid walk too early. Take him to the park. That's natural weight training. Climb a tree. You realize he came home from school one day and said, I'm not allowed to climb the tree at school unless we wear a helmet. Well, I lost my mind. And said, uh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because if you don't have a helmet on, then you're not going to do something stupid and land on your head. Mm -hmm. Because you go, i got to protect this. But if you have a helmet on, you're going to do something stupid and land on your head.
1: Right, right.
0: So just get these kids into a place, not always try to protect them.
1: Man, I just, first of all, I I acknowledge you for your vulnerability about talking about the race. And that's the thing that makes you so respectable is that you don't, you're, you're very conscious of what you're saying, but you don't filter yourself like you you said that, like, you know, you had to change the way you looked at your, your, your black friends and your Asian friends and everyone, because, you know, that I just really respect that first off. And I know a lot of people got a lot of liberation just hearing that. But the second thing is, is that, you know, there's people that probably have a kid that's less than 15 months old or will plan to have a kid. I, in a couple of years, I'm assuming I'll have a kid, you know, that's, that's, that's what um, I would love to have. But like, so the tactical thing is to get on the ground as much as possible, let them crawl. Don't just try to get them to the walking because I think that's the main goal for a lot of parents. Even till this day, I thought that was like, great, let's get them walking. So they're moving faster. They're, they're learning quicker, but it's more of the crawling. So getting down on the floor, being present around there and not just always standing above them. Is that what you would Especially,
0: say? Especially, well, you're 6'6", six, six, so you know, the kid's going to be like that, right? They'll end up with some type of yeah. torticollis in their neck. Society doesn't want that to happen. Society is all about electronics sitting, not moving enough. Well, create the environment. Like I have a I have a I have a biohacking house now. You know, that's how I look at it. The cold plunge, the biocharger, the uh the regular finished sauna that's gonna be 165 to 180 degrees, you know, all that stuff versus going red light. I don't think there's enough research for me to say yes to that yet. Um the Normatex, uh I have my Agoscu area, but none of those biohacks will be allowed to do what I want them to do to the body until I get my body as aligned as possible with the Egoscue. Mm-hmm. That's not even just a belief system. It's just the truth. If your skeletal system is speaking to your nervous system and your nervous system is speaking to your soft tissue, then you have the best chance of mm. biocharging at a higher level, getting cold water immersion. I'm down to 33 to 34 degrees. I get in there and go, let's go. And today was cold. And and I what, got do in, you, what
1: do you do? Do you play any music? Do you you focus? Or yes. Meditate? Today what I do put you do? on Pantera. Pantera. And yeah. I didn't
0: really resonate with a song, and it was pissing me off while I was in the water, and that's. So it, made worse. it made it work. It Didn't work. You're like, I,
1: I need to get out of this.
0: Yes, I had Irish music on first, and I was. It was like, I'm like, it's not <laughs> working for me, bro. Okay, so you know, but the people at the the Morozco company who I have the forge, which is the same one that uh. Joe Rogan got put in his house. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I like that he posted about it two weeks ago and he had like 2.8 million likes and followers on it. I posted the same day. I had about 6,000. That's how different we are. But it's a. You had 6,000 likes? I think so. Or views? Yeah, Yeah, I think it was 11,000. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, look, it's, it's a, it is what it is. But when I get to the 2.8 million, um, uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. I think that'll be uh, that'll be a lot. More
1: Do you fun. have fun now though, or are you only gonna have fun when you get there?
0: Ooh, good question, Jay. Because as you can tell, I'm a miserable bastard. It's I'm yeah, uh, ter- No, just... I actually think it's uh, it'll be probably more of a burden than anything else at that point, and it's gonna <laughs> happen. It will happen. happen.
1: Yeah, with with your goal, and you were sharing off camera the 50 years of you're looking 50 years of what you're gonna go. It's it's truly incredible. So, dude, I, I know we talked a lot about like a Goscue, That's what you're known for, but bro, I mean. I'm a speaker. We have a lot of people that are aspiring to be, whether they're on stage right already or speaking on IG reels or you know, IG videos or whatever it is. But like talk talk about that. Like how it just, just talk about how is it being on stage? Um this this the experience of being at the virtual, which is if you guys don't know, it's twenty foot, you know, walls, three sixty videos, thousands of people. That's that's what, you know, Tony built in the pandemic and it's truly incredible. But like just talk about the realness of Maybe when you first started speaking to now how it is now the dynamic of of your confidence or the way you speak or the way like like just get a little get a little uh, granular with that because we want to we want to really understand what it really is like to speak next to someone like Tony Robbins.
0: I'm gonna give you my instinctual answer. Yeah, please. It's a privilege for Tony to speak next to me.
1: Yeah, that's I I would say the same.
0: Now I say that with a little chuckle because even if Tony was here. <laughs> He would chuckle and go, use No, he would actually say it is. Um, That guy's a juggernaut. Yeah. He is the best at what he does. And the world is better because of him.
1: Mm, I agree.
0: And whether you like him or don't, the guy is about servitude and just giving back to people. So when I say that, I say it in jest. Because the opportunity that Igoscu has given me to work with Tony... Mm-hmm. And to get in front of 4.4 last year, I love public speaking. You know, for me, you either love it or you don't. And for some reason, and I remember the day it started, Peter Goscue said to me, uh, we were in Cancun, Life Mastery, first Tony Robbins trip. People are dehydrated. They're going through cleanses and all that stuff. And he goes, okay, we're going to run these people through, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, go. I'll be waiting over here. He goes, no, 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 you're going to do it. And I said, I'm sorry, what? He said, you're going to take the crowd. Now, this is... Hundreds of people back then. Really? When was it?
1: When was this around? Just
0: 93, maybe? No, 92-ish. Oh, wow. Something like that. And I'm like, bro, I haven't prepped anything. He goes, really? How about you just, this was a lesson. Remember this. How about you speak to what you know that we do? And I went, well, that's easy. We do posture. He goes, go. I walked out on stage. I said, guys, you get the bonus plan. I said, you get me instead of Pete. And I'm I'm going like this. You get me instead of Pete. And they're all, you know, Robin's cross like, yeah, let's go. They didn't care, right? And Pete's chuckling about it. And I said uh, to myself, you're going to deliver a message. You're going to just answer questions. And there's nothing somebody could ask you that is going to upset you or you're going to be wrong Mm. about So I just looked at it as just speak to what you know. I'm not going to speak politics, religion, Mm. you know, all that stuff. I'm speaking Mm Strictly about posture, pain, performance, and the new you, the next the next level for you. Well, that inspired people to do it. Mm. So now, like walking out on stage at a big Tony Robbins event, and for example, we're going to have a UPW in November, probably.
1: I'll be there, by the way. Okay, so yeah. what do you
0: think the numbers are going to be? We're I'd probably... say
1: 7 to 10K. Oh, I would say should... double that. Isn't it the same spot? The
0: The convention center? Might be. And I'm not sure that I think they might try to increase the numbers do that. on that. Okay. The one in uh, San Jose and the one in, New- in those Newark. Are like those, yeah. Like 15,000 people, yeah. all that stuff. So I don't care whether it's 50 people or 15,000. Yeah. If you think about it, you walk out, you can't see the person up in the rafters a hundred yards away, right. but I'm speaking to them. Yeah. And that's why from the NLP standpoint, I see you up there in the last row in the red shirt can I? I do have <laughs> fighter pilot vision. I should have been in the Maverick movie, no question. So I see a red something up there and I'm like, okay, red. And they're like, yeah.
1: So would you say that's actually like a, a one of your icebreakers to build the, the rapport of the trust is like doing something uh, different like that. Like just like calling yeah. someone out or, you know, just something that breaks the ice. Is that 100%, what?
0: 100%. That's what I love about, for example, Motley Crue. There's a lot of things I loved about Motley Crue. Okay. And if you didn't grow up in the eighties, you didn't live. So <laughs> Motley Crue, if you remember, right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, when Tommy Lee took that thing and they brought his drum set and he was playing in the air and took it all the way to the back. Yeah. And then I think it was when I think that's why I'm sorry, Michael Jackson passed, of course. But uh, selfishly, I wanted to see him because I think they were building a stage where he was going to be coming out to the people in the back.
1: Wow. So it's
0: you're all equal. You're not just spending 20 grand for a seat up here to see me and feel my sweat on top of you. It's you guys are just as important to me. That's so, and when uh, you can take the whole arena and turn them into, that's what I love about Tony roaming the floor on the bottom. Yeah. But Igoscu does the same thing when he writes a book. He just says, it's about you and I don't care who you are. You know, he has billionaire clients. But my favorite clients a lot of times are the construction guy that I just worked on before this. Mm-hmm. And he's no less important. You know, um, John Lynch... And the NFL teams we work with are not more important than their parents or grandparents of yeah. age people.
1: So you keep that the same, the same mindset, the same perspective when you speak and not look, 99.9% of people will maybe never experience uh, 15,000, but you also speak on webinars and IG, you know, lives and stuff, which I'm sure a lot more people do. So how do you take that in there? It's like, what's your
0: perfect, what's
1: your tactical ways?
0: You're not speaking to the camera. You're speaking to the people. Yeah. So don't look at the camera. You can look at the camera, right? I'm looking right at the camera here going, okay, I'm looking at the camera. But it's not the camera. It's what's on the other side of the camera. It's the soul of the person on the other side going, I want you to experience Egoscue the way that I have. I want your aha moment. I want to hear about your wow moment. I want you to get a hold of me on Instagram and say, And I know how you'll phrase this. Hey, sorry to bother you, but I was on Jake's blah, blah, blah. And it was amazing. But it's about me, right? Because it's always about everybody else. Mm -hmm. Don't even feel guilty about it. Become a little selfish. Yeah. So when I'm speaking to them in the camera, I'm literally saying, I expect to hear from you. In fact, I'm going to be pissed off if I don't hear from you because we want your questions answered because it's about why we do what we do, not what we do. What I do is exercise. That's really all I do. It's no more difficult than that. But what you really do is you, compre- you can help a person mm. get out of their own way and change their belief system so they create, without the credit going to me or to Pete or to anybody else at you, they create a compelling future because now they have some trust in their own human body, which by the way, was developed perfectly. Yes. The young lady in the wheelchair, she had a spinal injury. Congratulations, okay? Because life's happening for you, yes. not to you. You became—I guarantee you—you you became a better person because of that injury. You just have to be able to look for that. Mm.
1: I think you've been around Tony for a good amount of time. He really has. It's, I mean, it's dude, you're so—and that's what I love about it. Is, and there, a lot of people get bottlenecked in the sense, like, well, I'm a trainer, or I'm a therapist, or I'm a financial planner, and they get bottlenecked to where you said, you know, what I do is fitness you're way more than that, and we're we're on this podcast this this show for pushing probably close to two hours. I don't know where we're at, but like you barely talked about that, but people are gonna resonate with you because of who you are, your mission your your diversity of ways you help people all around, and that should be liberating for people that think that you know what well, I just do finances or I'm just an accountant or I'm just you know a personal development coach a couple of years ago, I started as a trainer, yep, you know so. It's just, it's truly amazing. Let, let, let's kind of wrap up here with what's one story, um, you know, we do have a lot of people that love Tony. What's one story with Tony and Sage or either or that just uh, that just really sticks with you, whether it's a, a special moment, a funny moment, uh, the, the moment that maybe changed your personal life? What comes to mind?
0: Uh, this happened maybe three years ago, maybe two to three years ago. Pete Agoski and I were at their house in uh Florida and you know the house, it's just sick, right? Um Remember Tony moved from California to Florida and his tax savings in 13 years paid off a, 13, a $53 million house. Like it's just, and he knows that it's, yeah. I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know. He talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Cause he kept saying, well, California didn't want me, right? They didn't want yeah. my business. They kept taxing me and all that. We're sitting in this massive house and beautiful ocean right there and all that. And Just being present. Mary's there. Sage is there. Pete's there. Tony's there. I'm there. Um, I'm not sure if Billy was there. I don't think Billy was there. Um, But it was an enjoyable moment because um, I've been, I am, have been lucky enough to be around around vulnerable men my whole life. Like it's okay to cry. Like for me, it's okay to sit down to pee. You know, like I'm very in touch with. Just get comfortable. I don't really care. And movies. I mean, I'm watching Maverick the other day for the second time, and I'm looking around like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like,
1: I broke a tear. Oh, sad. Dude, yeah.
0: come on! Especially yeah. when they hug at the end, when the when the Iceman and Maverick hug, and you're was, going, "Yeah, that got oh me. Oh my that, god, that, that was yeah, what got I remember me. him when he was just Maverick from the '80s, and then you're going, "Holy cow! Yeah. Like this is for real." Well. Looking at that kind of stuff, I'm sitting around the table and we're eating, you know, grass-fed steak. We're having this, we're having this, we're having this, blah blah blah. blah. Does he have a chef, by the way, or is it like? Uh, how does I he wish I story? could tell you more. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I mean, um, but it's
1: good, good, high-quality food, like because I know he's he's been super strict oh, and I'm Oh, he's sure, not. So.
0: No, he'll tell you he he was super strict his whole life with salads and fish, and it almost killed him. Yeah. And we were telling him years ago, dude, have a cheeseburger. Just enjoy a freaking cheeseburger. Oh no, blah 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 blah. But then, you know, all the mercury and stuff happened to him, which I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know, yeah, yeah. but it's, it, he's become such a better person because of that opportunity, mm, right? Yeah. So we're sitting there eating dinner and he says, we start talking. He's he like, how long have you been with Pete? And I said, oh, I said, it feels like 60 years. And Pete's right there, right? And he's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, I think it's been like 28, 27 years, 28 years. And he gets a little teary eyed. And I'm like, okay. Pete no, or Tony? Tony. Um, because he said, I value loyalty like that. Like, Brian, you're so loyal to Pete and his message. And and he and he said, he goes, I luckily have people around me that I found are like that too. And I found it to be a very moving situation. You know, and Sage is like, oh, you know, and the way people protect us and yeah. all that stuff. But I like that kind of stuff because that's the kind of stuff that I want my son to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't ever hide. Like when he broke his foot and he's crying, I was too at a certain point. And I finally, I, I got a hold of him. And I go, get off me. He goes, what? And he was giving me that hug, right? And it went on for mm-hmm. almost too long. I said, this is getting a little uncomfortable. Like I'm joking about it now. Yeah. And he gets on, and he goes, okay, I'm going to go back on the field. And I said, I hope you can feel that, you know, this is a moment that I'm going to always remember. You're going to remember. I said, but it's over you've already switched your head to, I got to go out in the field and show that I'm ready to go now. I said, but remember what just happened because it's a forever game changer that when you have kids, they're going to go through some shit, mm-hmm. but it's always opportunity. So that Tony story and and Pete was the same way. Pete was like, he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm very thankful. You know, Brian and I have been business partners and lifelong friends. And that's how I feel about it. Like, I love the guy. Um, there's nothing you can tell me that would upset me about the guy. Um, I'd have to look at it and go, why would you say it? Blah, blah, blah. Do I want to be like this? Um, In fact, I have a therapist in a clinic who actually said to me on Zoom one day, and she meets with Pete probably once a week with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And she didn't mean it this way. And I go, well, you know, you got to meet with Pete. She goes, yeah, he's an asshole. And I literally was so taken aback because she's so new. I went, oh boy, like why do I want to hang up on this Zoom call right now? Like what is it? Uh. But it, I went into protection mode, Yeah, but he doesn't need protection. There was something Mm. that it triggered within me that I maybe still haven't figured out yet, and I said, interesting. Um, And I had a talk with her and her clinic director and the owner of the clinic later, and I said, it's interesting that it triggered me. I I had to put myself in a position and went, okay, she's 22, 23, 24, and what she meant by a-hole is, I should look at it as a positive. She feels comfortable enough with him to tell me about him. Mm. And, um, I took it another way at mm. first. Now I look mm. at it and go, you know what? More power to you, girl. I love the idea that you're getting that close to him. And, um, what I think was happening was, how dare you? You haven't, an, an, or how did you mean it? If you didn't mean it in an endearing way, like, what? Like, yeah, I can say yeah, that, yeah. you know, giving Tony a hard time, giving Peter a hard They can do the same thing to me. Um, but i know it's coming from a place of just giving each other
1: shit did you think it's, it did you have the assumption because she was new so you're like what right do you have to yeah say like this how semiotic? could you
0: say that about that guy like and, and and then how did you mean it like and then i find out that she didn't mean it in a way that i probably took it right but then you got to start saying to yourself like dude why did you take it personally yeah why did you take it personally you know and oh, that's why 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 did you i don't know like i i look back and i now i look back and go why did you take that personally I look at Pete as I'm loyal to him. I'm loyal to the method. I love it. We're going to develop this. We're going to kill chronic pain. Um, but he's earned too much respect yeah. and paved the road for a lot of people out there. Everything you know as functional medicine right now is owed to Pete Agoski. I promise you that. Gray Cook, Kelly Starrett, two of the biggest names in functional movement, yeah. will tell you, without Pete Agoski coming in without blinders on, we never would have opened our eyes to what the possibility is. That was told to me word for word. Wow. And the reason I love the statement is that, interesting, because Gray was the first one that I ever heard on stage at a Titleist Performance Institute thing where I was teaching. And he was another one. I called him up and said, bro, it's happened. The paradigm is shifting. You did it. I'm hearing somebody speak that sounds like us. Finally. Wow. Because it went 15 years with nothing. And then it was like, hey, get on board with functionality. And now, I mean, there's plenty of people to work on out there. So I don't look and view anybody as competition. I viewed it as, we've got to shift this paradigm and get people talking like this. And that was Pete's outlook. It's, it can't be just about Pete Agoscu. And that's when I knew I was dealing with a guy that was so magnanimous yeah. that it wasn't about the Agoscu, his name, who he is. It's, let's put the legacy out there. And I think that's what hit me was, well, girl, do you even know that he was walking down a road? He sacrificed... You know, for a religious part of this, like he carried that cross for yeah. a lot of us to be able to, to benefit from what he did. So the STFU is coming out, right? but it wasn't fair to her.
1: So everything was handled properly. Like, was there any other learning oh, we're all lessons? Good. No,
0: it was all good. It was all good. Um, But, you know, it's a, uh it was handled in, oh, I handled it properly because I just kept my mouth shut and trying yeah. to figure out why.
1: Yeah. So, wow. Brian, my dude, this has been quite an interview. Yeah, it was fun. I, I mean, I just honor all the stories, the experience. I didn't know you were doing this for 20, 28 years with Tony, but 31 years total. Like, I look at you, I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, honestly, it truly is He's incredible. Lying. It's the Gosky method, all yeah. right? Now, seriously, that does keep anti-aging. Um, man, it's just hearing the stories, hearing the the, the tactical strategies, we barely even talked about fitness, which I'm totally fine because your mindset, the, the the ways that you just have these these beliefs and these values that I know so many people are gonna resonate because they know who you are, right? And sometimes for me, I have to really understand. Well, God, did he give enough tactical stuff? But it's not always about the tactical. It's not always about the, about the what, but it's about the why. And
0: it almost bores me to say here, 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 yeah, because that's the what. If you hear the why, you'll find the what. Yes, and that's why we have to go to the why.
1: So good. I'm glad we didn't we didn't really go down that route. But if people do want the what, message you. Come or- on Instagram.
0: Uh, go to Igoscu. There's a Igoscu Method Instagram, the Igoscu Method on Facebook. Okay. You'll get a bunch of information on there. Um, either way, you DM us, we'll get you hooked up within a. You know our organization. We actually have tech people who want to capture your email and put you in an opt-in stuff, uh-huh. which I love because then we have a deeper relationship yeah. in there rather than this just being a one and done.
1: And what's your social media for them for you personally?
0: Uh, the Brian Bradley, um, and let me explain it. Please. Brian Bradley was taken by a hockey player for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he wouldn't sell it to me, so I just went to the Brian Bradley. So I'm not quite that significant. No, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So then, and if thee was taken, I was going to go to the real. Brian.
1: You could, you, oh, you could in the real or T H E E the. The yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian,
0: yes.
1: So reach out to Brian and anyone in the world could do this because you guys are virtual. Yep. You guys have it where it's the same type of quality. If you want to get the posture, I did the posture work before this. Uh First time I've personally done it, and now I'm going to be doing those exercises every day. Every before every workout, I want to get everything activated, even if it's not leg day. Brother, I just gotta say one more time, thank you for being on here. Thank you for sharing your heart. You are a busy man, you're literally flying out to Tony's event tomorrow and you yep. took this time. And I know every single person listening and will be listening to this year's Onward, let alone myself, like truly appreciates that. Love you, thank, thank you thank brother. You so
0: much, thank you guys.
1: Yes, and as always, you guys go create your strategic life. You heard it best from the master over here with the Goscu Method, teaching the trainings, the expertise of Pete Agoscu, working alongside the world's best Tony Robbins and truly creating an impact you know 50-year plan of helping everyone live pain-free and it all starts by one person at a time so don't ever think you're not enough don't ever think that you can't do it and uh, take these learning lessons and know that everything's possible when you do things bigger than
0: yourself so until then talk to you guys soon